four of the All the Books show recorded at the David A. Howe Public Library. We talk book news, author news, literary news. I'm Eric Mickles. And I'm Nick Gunning. Joining us later in this episode is Kate Miller, back by popular demand and against her will. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Kate here. <laughs> no, I just not. had to... You don't have to do that. I was late because I was rereading Harry Potter <laughs> in, in its original language. <laughs> yes. Wizard! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. No, Kate's a muggle. She can't read Wizard. Wizard. <laughs> oh, sure. Anyway, Kate's going to be joining us later because it's the Goodreads Choice Awards. Oh, and this is one of two yeah. times a year when we make Kate do the podcast with us. Yeah. She got an extra one this time because she was also on in November for Picture Book Month. Mm-hmm. So when Kate shows up, we're going to be talking about the Goodreads Choice Awards. Right. right now, let's get into it. How the heck are you? Me? Yeah. I'm good. Okay. I think. That's good. Uh, On the fence? Are you having, no. Are you having a blue Christmas? Uh, Not yet. Not like Elvis? The, the yeah. song Blue Christmas. Yeah, I know the song Blue Christmas. Hey, I still count In the Ghetto as a Christmas song. Because the snow flies? Because the snow flies. Yeah. I think you should. All, you could also make it kind of like a uh, a manger analogy if you really wanted to. Really? Yeah. Huh. If you wanted to. That's deep. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> uh, is Blue Christmas your favorite Elvis Christmas song? Hmm. I don't know. Wow, really? Yeah. Your favorite Elvis Christmas song? Blue Christmas. I mean, it's up there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Santa Bring My Baby Back to Me is really good. Right. I don't need a lot of presents. You know that one? Mm-hmm. A lot of good stuff. Wow, I thought you'd have your Elvis Christmas song just I know, ready to go. Yeah. Favorite I, Monkey's Christmas both. song? Oh, that's a hard one, too. Wow, okay. I don't know. Uh, I'm not you... a huge fan of the Monkey's Christmas album. Oh. So. I know. Being, you said it was the only honest. one you didn't own on vinyl. Yeah. And, you, and you, you walked right past it when I you know. saw it. I know. <laughs> Hey, Nick. Yeah. Uh, I almost died uh, this weekend. What was it, a really? Saturday? I don't you know. You and I were out okay. at a restaurant. Yeah. And some college-age kids were talking about movies. Oh, my gosh. Yes. We almost were, killed me dead. We were at... We had, first of all, we went to see The Irishman. We saw The Irishman uh, in theaters. Which, which was very good. A very... Like a majestic-style theater. It was. Yeah. Yeah. It was really Jim good. Jim Carrey came out but, and turned on all the lights with a big old toggle. But afterwards... I mean, do you want to talk about that? I guess the big old should, toggle? I guess we should talk about this before we get into it. Okay. Um, anyway, we, we watched The Irishman based on I Heard You Paint Houses, the book by Charles Brandt, and based on maybe fact. I don't, <laughs> think, I don't think there's a real consensus on whether yeah. this is true, if this is a good you know, history of what actually How happened. How much of it Jimmy do you Hoffa, think you was uh, filmed on set? And also just, like, found footage of uh, Al Pacino making pizza at his house. Yeah, could be. <laughs> I need to... I need I'll to, tell you what! You, you sort of made reference to this about how, you know, how uh, uh, Martin Scorsese was sort of critical about uh, the Avengers movies when... The MCU. When put to him, you know. Yeah. And you made the comment about, like, he's using technology in this. That, that was perfected. That was, like, the first time I think anybody saw it was in X-Men 3, right? Yeah, The probably. de-aging of Magneto and Xavier. Probably. That's the first I remember. But the first time we were like, oh, that's so cool, was in yeah. one of the Avengers. Yeah. I can't remember which one now. Well, Robert Downey Jr. in Civil War is pretty impressive. Yeah, maybe Michael Douglas was first with Ant-Man? Mm, could be. Could be. That it was, like, really cool? Anyway, but, but I sort yeah. of thought as we were watching it, it's also sort of, you know, Avengers-like and that all of, like, yeah. Martin Scorsese's, like, big-hitting cast mm-hmm. is there. I mean, except yeah. no Leo, but, you know, you've got, yeah. you've got uh, Joe Pesci, you've got De Niro, you've got Pacino. It's you've just got as excessive Hytel, as, you know. as any of the Avengers it's movies. It's very long. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, anyway, I was really impressed with it. I liked it. I, yeah. I had a good time. 
I'm glad we saw it in theaters. I think it was better mm-hmm. in theaters. I don't know if I would have lasted three and a half hours like sitting on my couch. I'm, I'm just not sure. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. So, but but I feel like it was good overall. Yeah. I was pretty happy with it. Yeah. But anyway, after that, we went to a restaurant and there was, <laughs> you know, 20-something kids behind us. And it was like they were put there to test Eric's will yeah. and patience because Zeus came getting, down from Mount Olympus. Every movie reference wrong. Oh, my gosh. About, yeah. They were talking about Watchmen. Somehow they got to talking about Moulin Rouge. Yeah. When they were really talking about Down with Love. They were talking about Down... Yeah, and then they... Yeah, they called Watchmen. They want... They said, like, the movie that came out back in the day. Yeah. I was like, back in the day? Yeah. And then they were like, yeah, it's like a post-apocalyptic Mad Max film. I'm like, yeah. no, what? Yeah. Yeah. And then they were talking about, like, yeah, they shaved their head from that. I'm like, no, that was V for Vendetta yeah. that you're talking about. And they kept... Oh, boy, yeah. It was rough. I they said Renee like, Zellweger yeah. was in Moulin Rouge. Right. It was, it was something else. It really was. It, it really was like they, they, were, they were sent there by some sort of <laughs> malevolent force to test you. Yeah. Uh, and, and you survived, so that's good. Yeah. Uh, all uh, right, should we get into the old bookmark? Yeah, I saw The Irishman. No, we already did that. We did oh, that. yeah. Yeah, it was good. Uh, left me the last 20 minutes are like, depending on how you feel, can yeah. be very wrenching. Yeah, I agree. Because... Uh, well, don't tell why. I don't, but one of my biggest fears is, like, realized uh-huh. on cinema. Right. And I'm like, oh, jeez, I mm-hmm. hope that's not me. Spiders. Yeah, big they're, spiders. They're big spiders. Um, I thought Robert De Niro... I Ro- Robert De Niro had scenes. I didn't think he had in him as a person anymore. Oh, yeah. Acting-wise. Yeah. I didn't think he could show the amount of emotion yeah. that he showed. That, like, I'll just say, like, the phone call scene. I didn't think I he could do. I agree. Absolutely. Uh, anymore. And I was a little Speaking surprised. Speaking of, and he didn't... He could have phoned it in because it yeah, was a phone. That's true. Uh, I thought it was a bit of a snub that uh, that he didn't get a Golden Globe nomination when Pacino. Yeah, I don't did. think a lot of. I don't think like... Pacino was deserving of a Golden Globe. Nomination. He just seemed to be doing Pacino. Yeah, so... I like Pacino, but he's just the whole time. Yeah. He's like, oh, you're out of order. You know, <laughs> Bobby Kennedy's out of order. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty um, much. Yeah, I I think there were parts where I was like, I, I don't. The Jimmy Hoffa stuff just didn't do much for me. Yeah. And it became very Jimmy Hoffa-centered for a while. But, I mean, it all just built to stuff yeah. that was important. So, Again, I, I really liked all the... Uh, I mean, I guess that's the stuff that reminds me of, like, the Goodfellas. All mm-hmm. the... Um, like, all the mob mentality stuff that was done really well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all the hits and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, I agree. That's when it moves the most. And then, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Don't go into this expecting a very heavy Al Pacino film. Yeah. Because I didn't. No, I didn't either. I yeah. didn't either. Yeah. But you're because a fan of Al Pacino in general. I am, but I didn't find this you to love be Scent a of a Woman. I haven't seen You love Scarface. I didn't find Godfather this to 3. be a particularly like compelling Pacino. I just yeah. I would not have put him in that role. But Maybe that's just Jimmy Hoffa in general anyway, then. If you uh, if you're interested in this, we do have the book here in the collection. The book is called I Heard You Paint Houses again by Charles Brand. So check yeah. that out in our new nonfiction. We yeah, I was reading an interview with Martin Scorsese and in regards to Jimmy Hoffa and the history of stuff, he was saying he was basing like all the stuff that's in the movie off of the book. Right. Yeah. So depending on whether or not you think it's like the facts or uh, yeah. most likely, and, and depends the, on how you the feel book about has the book. been met with much controversy. Yeah. On whether or not that's actually true. Yeah. A lot of people say definitely. A lot of people who are like, Mm-mm, yeah, couldn't have happened. Yeah. So, so Scorsese said he wasn't like putting his own. He was just basing it off what the book was. Yeah. Going I mean, for don't take it as a documentary. Yeah. Because it's not. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. Uh, all right. Bookmark. What have you been reading, buddy? That polar bear's out of order! That's Al Pacino oh, filming right, a documentary. Al, all right, Al, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, boy! <laughs> that penguin dad! <laughs> out of order! All right. Fuck, 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 fuck.
the Dark Times series last week? I don't think I did. I feel like I'm hearing this for the first time. Alright, so Star Wars um, the Star Wars The Star Wars Republic series, that was the Clone Wars series, when Revenge of the Sith came out, it became the Dark Times Okay. and then that became uh, just like short stories that came out throughout the years. So I basically finished that. There were only two volumes I haven't read. So I read Dark Times volume 6 and 7 Carrier, uh, Fire Carrier and A Spark Remains. They're fine. Uh, they deal with characters that I'm not really attached to. Okay. Um, I read Bev Peterson's uh, A Pony for Christmas. You did. A Montana Holiday Novella. Well, well, well. Uh, we'll talk more about that in an upcoming yeah, episode. Yeah, a couple weeks. And uh, the Nutcracker himself, Bo Hutchings, is here to do another Christmas book club yeah. with us. Uh, and then I also read these two different graphic novels. They're called uh, Star Wars Age of Republic. One is separated into heroes and one is separated into villains. I think it's dumb to separate them because there's only eight comics between right. them. Just put them in one. Right. Uh, also, none of these stories are strong at all. They're all just like one-shots that have been collected. So there's a Qui-Gon Jinn story. There's a Obi-Wan. There's an Anakin. There's a Padme. Mm-hmm. And, and turned into Pacino for a minute. Then. There's an Obi-Wan. There's an... <laughs> uh, she's a queen and a senator! <laughs> um, it's, they're, just, they're just so non-essential and inconsequential. Um, they have... They don't give any insights into these characters. There's no, like... The villains one is a little bit more compelling because those characters have a bit more agency. Mm-hmm. But still, they just... They don't work. I gave the heroes one two stars. Wow. So, I don't know. Not They're just... Great. Yeah, I don't really get who the audience was this... Who, who the audience was for, other than just people who wanted to read, like, stories about these characters at this time. Mm-hmm. But the stories just don't do anything. Mm. So, all right. So, one thing I don't normally do is read books... At the same time. Okay. I always just like read one book. Yeah. But I've been bouncing back and forth because I had to read that Bev Peterson book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started Splinter of the Mind's Eye by Alan Dean Foster. Yes. Uh, first, it's dense. The writing yeah. is dense. It's been a long time since I There's read it. There's a lot of like techno talk about how like the X-Wing fighters in the ships work mm-hmm. that I d- have not ever come across well, before. I mean, it's the first expansion yeah, of Star Wars. Yeah, there was it's no... Just, yeah, what it, you know, he's just unfettered. It's, yeah, it's, it's just kind of like going in. It's like, well, what is Star Wars? Yeah. That if it isn't Star Wars the movie, yeah. what else is Star Wars? Yeah. So it's just Luke and Leia yeah. crash landing on a planet, and they're going to have an adventure. Mm-hmm. And Luke has the hots for Leia. Sure because does. at this time, they're not siblings. Right. And I get, that's probably not the intent. It is. It's just such a strange, like Han Solo, nowhere in sight. No, in, unessential yeah. to the Star no, Wars series. No, you don't have them at all. Um, it's so. It's so I mean, interesting. It's Luke, Leia, the droids, and Vader. That's it. Yeah, Vader hasn't even showed up. Yeah. But it's just. It's just so funny to think of like. I don't know the direction that this this. To think like, hey, write a s- sequel to Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Okay, how? Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. Um, and now I'm almost done with Michael. Oh boy, it's Michael Crichton, The Andromeda Kate's Strain. Here. Wait, no, I'm talking about Michael Crichton's book. That's all right. Kate, quiet. No, she could talk. Okay. He made fun of you earlier. I did not. Yeah, well, he said that you were busy reading Harry Potter in its original language of wizard. <laughs> <laughs> but Nick made fun of you more. He said you can't speak wizard because you're a muggle. That's, that's not true. That's, that's respectful, I think. But Yeah. Anyway. Well, okay. All right, go um, on. The Andromeda Evolution... By Daniel H. Wilson, yes. which is the Michael Crichton sequel. Michael Crichton it has gone in such a weird direction of what the Andromeda strain is, 
because it's now evolved to its third stage and everything. Yeah. So strange. And also, it's taken me so long to read. I read Next, like, on a flight. Mm -hmm. Like, the whole thing on, like, one flight. I think you time. were reading Airframe on that. Yeah, no, I haven't read Airframe, period. I don't need that one. Yeah. But, like, so, like, I'm used to just reading these Crichton books, but this has just been... He does this thing. I, I complained about it last time, that, like, Crichton had done, okay. where he'll say, like, Later footage would show that the person's heart rate was high. Yeah. He does this every other paragraph. Mm. It's like later footage, unclassified documents, would all this stuff, we, we get it. This has happened in the past, and it's all classified. The Andromeda strain is like that, though. Yeah, I mean, it was the this last time much? You, yes. When was the last time you read the Andromeda strain? 2008. Okay. We did it a couple years ago for a book club here, mm -hmm. and it really, hmm. I mean, it's like that to the extreme. So if he's taking it very literally, that might gel with the first Andromeda strain, because it, to me, stands out quite a bit from other Crichton things. It didn't give me a problem in, when I first read it. Have you read any Crichton stuff, Kate? No. That's a no, <laughs> that's a no on Kate, everyone. Sorry. <laughs> She's waiting I'm for just, it to be translated yeah. into wizard. <laughs> Alright, okay. Are you liking it? I, I, it's, it's not long. So okay. It's taken me forever to read. I just read it in little pieces and then I put it down. It isn't compelling, is the thing. And I guess you're saying that's what the book is like. But that's the first book is like, but mm -hmm. I remember I couldn't put down the Andromeda strain. Okay. And with the Andromeda evolution, I just wanted to be done. I want to see what I he could, does. I could put down the Andromeda strain. <laughs> I didn't have any problems. Yeah. I, I want to see how he does the Great Train Robbery, too. Yeah. So. Again. Yeah. I'm yeah. back. What if it's uh, Doc Brown? Well, then I'll watch Back it. to the of course, Future of course. 4. Yeah. yeah. All right. Is it ready for me? Yes. Oh, are you sure? Yeah. No, that's all okay. I've read and watched. All right. Um, I finished some graphic novels. Uh, first, I you've got the new Betty and Veronica, which is a... a well, a, I don't. We do in the you, library. You, you I, I didn't lend you my Betty and Veronica. It. And I was hesitant to read it because I hated the art. But I really liked it. Oh, good. Have you, You're not much of a graphic novel fan, right? Not so you haven't read any of the new Archie stuff? No. You might like it. Yeah? You might like it. You know, some say yeah. visual storytelling is a type of wizardry. That's true. That's true. Anyway, I really liked it. <laughs> Betty and Veronica's senior year, just one volume. This author also wrote the Betty and Veronica Vixen series, where they're like in a biker gang. I have not read those, and we don't have them in the system, so I can't yeah, tell you if those sorry. are good or not. I also read uh, The Kingdom and Kingdom Come. So Kingdom Come is a graphic novel by uh, Mark Wade and... and uh, Alex know. Ross. Thank you. You uh, That's really good. I loved that. I thought that was very well done. I've been trying to get you to read that forever. I know. Brandon Routh is the one who got me to do yeah, it. Yeah, I guess I should just ask Brandon Routh to suggest all if the things I If you can get Brandon Routh to play <laughs> Superman. So I did those. Um, I read a couple of... Well, I read the Star Wars novelization by uh, Alan Dean Foster. The original because, Star Wars. Because Eric I and I are going to be talking to Alan Dean Foster next week. Mm. So uh, that was one of the ones of his Star Wars that I hadn't read, so I checked that out. It's mm. crazy. It's crazy to read this book that came it was it was published in print before the Star Wars movie even came out yes yeah. this, this was literally people's first taste the, the of the comics Star Wars. the Marvel comics did that first yeah. they they put out the like the first six issues yeah. of the movie adaptation in Marvel yeah and so yeah. it's just it's insane to read this book at a time when uh, this was not even a thing yeah. and I do have to mention in the novelization I think I said this last week maybe I didn't but Chewbacca gets a medal Aww. In the novelization, Chewie nice. gets his medal. Yeah. He was like, yeah. he got it. So I was really happy. Yeah. I also, for my uh, for my sci-fi book club, <laughs> we read the Star Trek novelization by Alan Dean Foster. Oh. This is what amazes me about this. This is guy. building you up for Rise of Skywalker? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no, but Alan Dean Foster was like on the ground floor of both Star Trek and Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. And now, like 50 years later, is still writing Star Trek and Star Wars. Yeah. It's amazing. There's nobody else who's done this. J.J. No Abrams. No, because... <laughs> 
Alan Dean Foster wrote the original novelizations for Star Trek right. the Animated Series and then wrote the J.J. Abrams novelizations. Uh-huh. He wrote the novelization for the original Star Wars and wrote the novelization for Star Wars The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Nobody else has yeah. like career end caps like that. So yeah. anyway, the Star Trek novelization was great. No surprises there. Um, and then finally, this one's stupid, but I'm going to say it anyway. Okay. I read a 90210 novelization called Wish Way to the Beach, because... Uh, uh, I think it's West. Kendra Mickles and I are doing a 90210 rewatch podcast, and this was written by Mel Gilden, who we just interviewed on the podcast a couple weeks ago. Us or you guys? Everyone. Yeah. We all interviewed him. He, he was Gilden. on one of our episodes, Yeah. and we talked to him about... We talked to him about specifically his Star Trek and right. original work. And then on 902 and Here We Go, Kendra and I are interviewing him about his TV work. Mm-hmm. We talk a lot about James Bond Jr., spoiler alert. Oh, good. And uh, his 902 and No novelization, right. so I read that. I'm currently reading, uh, maybe this will give me some street cred back, uh, The Fall of Richard Nixon by Tom Brokaw. And, uh, I thought he was a nerd, but now I know Nick is cool <laughs> yeah. streets. And uh, the graphic novelization of Splinter of the Mind's Eye. Because I haven't read that book in oh, like, yeah. you know, decades. And so revisiting it. How old are you? Yeah. How old am I now? Well, you said decades. Yeah, I feel like I was a teenager. I'm going to be 37 in a couple Look of at weeks, us. everyone. We're so old. I know. <laughs> we suck. 37. <laughs> feel free to send gifts. Um, so gifts? That's it. that's it for me. I gifts also want to mention... Gifts? Either one. Oh, okay. My friend Chris and I went to see Hot Tuna Ugh, in Buffalo last night. Gross. Hot Tuna is a, kind of a spinoff of Jefferson Starship, or Jefferson Airplane. Jefferson Airplane sort of splintered off, and you got Hot Tuna, and you got Jefferson Starship. So we saw the guys <sighs> from Hot Tuna last night. Yeah. Uh, my friend Chris is a huge fan, and I was just only vaguely familiar with him, but we had a good time. Although I will say, there was a drunk college kid in the audience who would not shut up, and I don't know why security didn't kick him out. And continued to serve him drinks. It was mad. What, what was he talking about? He kept like clapping during the middle of songs and being like, I love you, and like making all these crazy noises, interrupting uh, the show. And they just let it happen. Mm. Blew my mind. I saw Jimmy World. How was that? Uh, fun. Right. A local thing in Buffalo called the Kerfuffle Before Christmas mm-hmm. happened. So we saw Two Foot, uh, Lovely the Band, and Jimmy World was the closer. Well, they, yours are more hip than mine. Sorry. Jimmy World. Yeah. <laughs> he. I mean, they Jimmy World surprised me because he played for like an hour and a half straight. There's no like noodling on stage. There's no he doesn't interact with the crowd too much. Mm. He says he's kind of awkward with it. So like for just an hour and a half, he's just up there like sweating and playing and everything. And everybody was just like losing their minds at every song. Wow. But also we had a drunk person like leave the like they were wearing like a might cup. Have, might have been the same guy. No, they had like a plastic drink cup like on their shoe. Uh, it was kind of sad. That's, that's yeah. rough. Um, okay. Yeah, it was cool. They ended it with uh, the middle. I don't know. It just takes some time, little girl, okay, in a little bit of a ride. I said I know. I said you I know. There was a moment when I was like, wow, I feel like a loser. I haven't seen anything. Yep. I feel better now. Do it's you? Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah, sorry. Kate, what have, have you read anything good you want to tell us about? you got to get in here. Mike's I, right there. Uh, yeah, I moved it closer. I, uh, <laughs> I actually, just last night, I finished The Remarkable Journey of Kylie Sunrise. I don't know that one. It is it's actually, a juvenile um, book. Yeah, it's a juvenile book. Oh. I loved it. I was just oh, talking okay. to Eric the other day. I couldn't remember the last book that I gave a five star to. What, what is it about? This girl and her father live in a school bus. They live in a school bus. They live in a school bus. Okay. They've made it their home, and uh, for the last five years, they've been on the road because this awful thing happened. I won't, wow. I won't spoil it, but okay. so they've just been like on the road, just going, mm. and then she takes in this kitten and it spirals this whole she needs more than wow. this yeah. current life and it was I gave it five stars on wow. it yeah. Yeah. it was that good okay wasn't it an award winner it didn't it win something 
I don't know if it has. Okay. I know it's on the Goodreads okay. Choice Awards list. It I didn't win. But I remember like I got that for some reason. Maybe I just got it because I like the cover and hmm. the title. Well, I picked it up because it's on um, a Newberry prediction list oh, yeah. that they put out. So I was like, yeah, I'll give this one a try because we had it on the shelf and I loved it. Do you remember last year and all the Newberry and all the award predictions were just completely, <laughs> completely wrong. wrong? It was yeah. like, no, it's this book you've never heard of. <laughs> yeah, that was exciting <laughs> times. Yeah. All right, Eric, let's do some book news. What's on the New York Times bestseller list? Number 10 on the New York Times bestseller list for hardcover fiction is Spy by Danielle Steele. Alexandra Wickman, an espionage agent during World War II, must keep her secret hidden into the Cold War. I've got to tell you, this is the longest I feel like we've ever gone without saying Danielle Steele. That's true. Don't yeah. you think? Yeah. It's a very long time. All right. Yeah. Spy. She better hurry up. The less you say somebody's name, the less power they have. I think that's Just like true. Freddy Krueger and Freddy vs. Jason. Is that how it works? And Freddy vs. Jason, yes. Okay. I don't, I'm not following the lore. Yeah, people are forgetting who he is, so his dream power is not working. Oh. So he sends Jason to Elm Street to start killing people, and they're all going to think that Freddy's back, and then okay. Freddy will get more powerful. More power. But the kids end up going into it's the dream world <laughs> and pull Freddy into the real world, and then Freddy and Jason duke it out. Wow. And one of the girls from Destiny Child is there. Oh. Which one, though? Uh, is it Kelly Rowland? Who was, was just in the parade? I don't know. Maybe Kelly Rowland? Okay. I don't know. It wasn't Beyonce, All right, if that Beyonce. matters. <laughs> so, uh, I liked it. The movie. Oh. When I saw it at theaters. I... Like, I hadn't watched... I've never seen a Jason or a Freddy movie, but I liked Freddy vs. Like Jason when I saw it at theaters. Yeah, I had a right. good time. All right. I like Versus films. I yeah. didn't like Alien vs. Predator. What about Batman v Superman? No. You know what? Freddy vs. Jason might be the only one I like. Oh, okay. <laughs> These crossover right. fight films. I don't know why they haven't had Skynet try to take over Detroit, and Robocop has to stop it. Oh, yeah. And do a Terminator vs. Robocop yeah, thing. It's crazy. It's Schwarzenegger's crazy. game. Yeah, he'll do it. I'm sure Peter Weller would be game. Yeah. And who cares? You don't even see his face. Right. Is that Peter Weller? Wow. Really taking it to Peter Weller. So anyway, Daniel Steele has a new book out. Okay. Number nine, The Testaments. Oh, it moved back up. It was off the list for a while. But it's back by Margaret Atwood. Mm -hmm. And a sequel to The Handmaid's Tale. Old secrets bring three women together at the Republic of Gilead's theocratic regime. Show signs of decay. You got tired as you were saying that. Yeah. Every, every word you're yeah. like, burr, burr, Number eight, Blue Moon by Lee Child. Jack Reacher gets caught up in a turf war between Ukrainian and Al Albanian gangs. They, one of them stole his toothbrush. Yeah. And he doesn't know which one. He doesn't know. So he has to go to war with them. Get a new toothbrush. Does he have cash? Nah. Does he? Sometimes. <laughs> he had an inheritance that he put in a big bank account. Uh -huh. And, uh, you know, then sometimes he draws on that, but... Number seven, Twisted. For more, for more on, on Lee Child and Jack Reacher, look no further than SoundCloud.com slash all the books, episode 116, Spotlight on Lee Child. Spoiler alert, Eric's not a fan. That's true. Number seven, tw uh, Twisted 26 by Janet Ivanovich. The 26th book in the Stephanie Plum series, a New Jersey gangster associates go after a bounty hunter's widowed grandmother. You know what? We always make fun of... It's like word association. Janet Ivanovich, or like these books anyway. But somebody came in and was like, hey, I want something that's like action-packed, but I also want something that's sexy and also has a female protagonist. I'm like, here's one for the money. Yeah. It was like all I could think yeah. of on the spot, but I'm like, also, you know, 26 books later, I'm still yeah. suggesting one for the money. Yeah. Uh, number six. And then I think she was like, oh, wasn't this a movie? I'm like, yes, yeah. Did they ever make a sequel? No. Is that like Kath Catherine Heigl's only good film? Does she have a good film? Is it that I one? mean, you probably argue Knocked Up. That that was a pretty popular movie. I kind of like The Killers a little bit more than my wife did, I but it was still that. a bad movie. I haven't seen that. The Killers. I like Grey's Anatomy. Do you watch Grey's Anatomy? I don't watch what I think. I don't. I don't that's true. Right. <laughs> she doesn't watch anything. 
Uh, number six, The Institute by Stephen King. Children with special talents are abducted and sequestered in an institution where the sinister staff cease to extract their gifts they seemed all right. through harsh methods. Yeah, I kept waiting for... One of the, them to be sinister? Yeah, one of the staff members to be sinister. I mean, or, they did sinister things. It was yeah. just all so surface. You know? Yeah, it wasn't... Yeah. I always think sinister is slightly mysterious. Yeah. And they, also, so they're just bad. I feel like it also implies a little bit of intelligence. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It should just read an institution where bad people... Lazy, Lazy bad, bad people, people. yeah. If, if I were in the institute, what they would do to me is make me read that book again. Oh. That's how they would. <laughs> Please, All right. no. Chapter two. No. I'll tell you. <laughs> Coins for institute pages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number five, A Minute to Midnight by David Baldacci. When Atley Pine returns to her hometown to investigate her sister's kidnapping from 30 years ago, she winds up tracking a potential serial killer. This list, I gotta tell you, I'm, uh, I'm hashtag over it. Uh, hashtag over it. Uh, number four, <laughs> Crisscross. The band oh. is back. You know what? What? I saw Criss Cross live, everyone. Jump, jump! In the yes. early 90s, I saw Criss Cross live right before I saw Double Dare live. Almost the got show. It. Yeah. The, you yeah. had, like, the best show. I know. Ever. You know what? And, they, <laughs> and Mark Summers came to our row, uh -huh. and he was like, come on up. But it was me and my friend Brandon, and they only took a, a parents and a boy and a girl. And so we were two boys. So. Mm. Sorry, man. Wow. This close. This yeah. close to getting covered in slime. Well, this isn't actually crisscross. It has nothing to do with the song Jump. Have you read the book? Uh, we'll see. By James Patterson, the 27th book in the Alex Cross series. Copycat crimes make the detective question whether an innocent man was executed or if he needs to jump, jump. Uh. <laughs> Number three, Where the Crawdads Sing. Do you think they're singing Jump? No. No. <laughs> Have you uh, read Where the Crawdads Sing? No, no I haven't read it. Delia Owens. Quiet town in North Carolina coast in 1969, a young woman who survived alone in the marsh becomes a murder suspect. Number two, The Guardians by John Grisham. Colin Post, a lawyer and Episcopal minister, antagonizes some ruthless killers when he takes on a wrongful conviction case. I guess I didn't... I think I've missed all these weeks that he's a, a, like a, an Episcopal minister and an attorney. Yeah. I missed that he was both. Hmm. Yeah, but he is. Doesn't make it more interesting. Oh, just, okay. Just didn't recognize that fact. Number one, The Rise of Magics by Nora Roberts. The third book in the Chronicle of One series. Fallon Swift goes up against an old foe. So is this the year one? I think it is, yeah. And then the second one was not called year two? No. <laughs> two okay. for the dough, I think it was called. Two for the dough. <laughs> <laughs> and then Rise of Magics. Yeah. yeah. Whatever that means. Well, oh, I Magics is rising. I didn't like any of those on that whole list. Wow. I was going to say, it sounds like all the same authors I know, every I know, single time. I know. Well, it's the New York Times bestsellers <laughs> list. More and more. Fine. Next week, we'll check out the young adults. I think we should. And I it's going to be the hate you give at number I think one. It's the time of year, you know? I think yeah. I'm just getting to this like safety zone of mm. Christmas presents. But, all right. uh, you know what? Hate you give is still there at number three. 144 weeks. Wow. That's crazy. Pretty good. Yeah. That's... Is, is on the come up there? No, the only come up didn't last long. Okay. Uh, number one that. on the uh, young adult hardcover list is Star Sight by Brandon Sanderson. It's the sequel to Skyward. Spensa, yeah, Spensa slips into a Krell Spencer. pilot training program disguised as an alien. <laughs> Bring your coat, Spensa. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. A Krell pilot trained. This is not a description meant for people who haven't read the first book. Disguised as an alien. How? How would you be disguised as an alien? Hmm. It depends on the alien. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he looks like a hut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Play the awards theme. Nick and Eric present 
sports theme play. Thank you, buddy. Well, it's that time of year where the Goodreads Choice Awards have been announced. So, Goodreads.com every year puts up uh, their their list, and you can also do write-ins. I've done some write-ins a time or two. Yeah, when when I didn't like what was presented, but did they win? No, no, <laughs> didn't even come close. Okay. So they put out you know the, the the books that got the most reads that year, and they categorize them, and everybody just goes and votes, and it's just decided by the readers. So sometimes, sometimes I think that can be really helpful you uh-huh. know, because it, it often diverges from like, you know, divergent, you know, you don't often have like the one, the one, the oh, I'm looking at some of these winners. They're real dumb. I know. That's where you're going. I know. Yeah. It, it doesn't, it's not often where you have Holy like crap. the big heavy, just let me say this. <laughs> Where you have the big heavy award winners also winning the Goodreads Choice Awards. It doesn't happen that often. We have some of these this year, and um, what the Colson Whitehead one that I didn't like, Underground Railroad, was one that swept both popular vote and and the Ritzy Awards too. So, this is like the People's Choice Awards for books, and with that, I think uh, comes the good and the bad. Because as we were discussing off mic, look at a lot of these. A lot of these have the feel of like that's the only one I read. I recognize that name. Click, you know. Yeah. So. But like too easy in. to vote on Goodreads, ain't Let's it, people? Let's dive in. Best. I didn't vote this year. You didn't Does that make me a bad patriot? You didn't vote at all? No, I haven't read I anything. Talked to you about the importance of voting Listen, many times. I the only books that are on only nominees that were on my shelf were the Umbrella Academy Volume Three, which I hated. Yeah. And then Daisy Jones and the Six, which is on my to read list. Okay. So no, I didn't vote all because right. I didn't know. Well, but no, apparently no, that line of thinking was not common. I guess not. All right, let's take a look. Let's take a look at top fiction. All right. So let me tell you the ones that I read and enjoyed on this list first. I read The Last Romantics by Tara Conklin. That was one that is, like, the frame story is set in, like, a post-apocalyptic world where this this 100-year-old poet is doing a reading, and then it dives back into her childhood and follows, like, her her whole life. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting, but I still don't understand the frame story. I don't really understand why you would put it in that setting because it it sets it off in a really weird way where you keep waiting for it to like come back to that. There's some reason why. And I just think that's just what happens to the frame story. So I liked it quite a bit. I also read and enjoyed A Woman Is No Man by Etaf Rum. Um, That was a lot about, you know... uh, families and their their religious and political struggles within the family and and this woman feeling very like you penned in on on what the expectations of her were and pushing against that and trying to find the tools to push against that Mm -hmm. very powerful book also a difficult book to read so those are the two that i read and enjoyed on this one the top three books were where the forest meets the stars by glendy vandara 29,000. 29,000. Second place is Normal People by Sally Rooney, which is 40,000. And then at 98,000 votes is The Testaments by Margaret Atwood. That's that's shocking. Which also won the uh, the Man Booker Award in a controversial tie. Split. Tie. Yeah. 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 All did, right. Did you guys did you guys have any impact in any of these books? No. Okay. I don't typically read adult fiction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, I don't even think any of these are on my to-read list. All right. So well, moving on to mystery and thrillers. Oh wow, you handled that like a champ. What? That winner. Well, I you're mean, not, it's just, you're not filled with rage, or I just I think it's a, I think it's a lot of name recognition. You yeah. Know, there weren't many on there that were, you know, other ones that had yeah. had a lot of name recognition, and so that happens. I my argument should be like read more, but I didn't read any of these. Yeah. <laughs> So I didn't, but then I we realized last episode I haven't read a single book from 2019 except for this Michael Crichton wannabe book. Right, not even YA. 
Not a 2019 one yet, no. Hmm. Have we already done your performance evaluation? I read not. <laughs> Take a quick note. Wait! Wait! All right. Um, best mystery and thriller. So this is usually the one where I've got a pretty good spread on these, and I'm here to tell you both that I do not have a good spread on this this year. No uh, um, No mystery or thriller. There, there are several. You read this Ruth Webb book? No, actually, I haven't. Oh, well. I haven't. I there are back. several in here that I wanted to read. My sister, The Serial Killer, for example, was one that was in the running for several awards. Yeah. I think the, uh, the the Women's Prize for Fiction and the Man Booker, I want to say. Um, but I, I plan to read Ruth Ware's Turn of the Key. I plan to read Riley Sager's Lock Every Door, Alex North's The Whisper Man. These were all ones that I that I wanted to read, but I just uh, I never got to. So um, the only one on this list that I've actually like read in its entirety was Anonymous Girl by Greer Hendricks and Sarah Pekkanen. Um, their first book, The Wife Between Us, I thought was great. I loved it. This book about a, a psychologist who is messing with one of her students and, and you're not sure what's part of the test and what isn't, I thought was such such a lifetime original movie of a book that I just really didn't like it. So I actually didn't vote in this category. All right. Uh, the top winners are... Turn with, of the Key. Uh, with, yeah, Turn of the Key with Ruth Ware had 31,000 votes and some change. My Sister the Serial Killer with 52,000, and then The Silent Patient by Alex McKelides, which, um, when that came out, that had a huge... People loved this book. I mean, mm -hmm. it was everywhere. I actually got a, an, an arc of the audiobook at the ALA conference and always meant to read it and just never got around to it. This mm -hmm. is the one where the... Uh, Almost 70,000 votes. Yeah, yeah, quite, quite a good one there, a uh, number of... Um, Votes. This is the one about the the married to a famous painter and then the murder. Oh uh, yeah. And speaks again. Yeah. It's interesting and, and I've heard a lot of good things about it, but mm -hmm. just never uh, never got to it. Some other familiar names on the list here. We've got Michael Connolly is on there. Uh, Harlan Coben's on there. Um, but that's it for for the big ones, really. So historical fiction. Let's do it. Uh, da -da -da -da. Any, any on here impact either of you? I mean, Nickel Boys is by Colson Whitehead is on this list, and that's one that's been on several of the lists of top ten books right. of the decade, um, in the running for a lot of different yeah. things. Also, Ta-Nehisi Coates, The Water Dancer, mm -hmm. um, getting a lot of a lot of good praise. It's one yeah. I plan to read. Um, um, Kate Quinn's The Huntress is at twenty five thousand. Nickel The Nickel Boys by Colson Whitehead's at twenty nine thousand for second place, and the winner. Uh, making Nick happy is at 82,000 votes with Daisy Jones and the Six by Taylor Jenkins Reid. This, this really is an excellent book. There were some, saying that. There were some developments that I was not thrilled with, but it didn't hurt the overall um, you know, uh, layout of the book. And it is, mm -hmm. it's, it's put together like an as-told-to memoir, so there's not narration. It's just dialogue. Mm -hmm. This person, this person, this person, this person. And it works so well. It's, it's one, like Stephen King's... Um, Oh, what is that one called? The one that I love that Stephen King is part of the Bill Hodges trilogy. No, nope. Finders Keepers. Okay, Finders Keepers is all about this uh, this author who has all these manuscripts, and I spent that whole book <laughs> wanting to read those books. Daisy Jones and the Six is the same way. <laughs> it's about this band, and you hear all these songs, and you hear all these like epic performances, and you just want to experience them, and you mm. can't because it's fake and in a book. But... Does it go into their uh, the production of Tusk? I don't get. I don't get the. the... Fleetwood Mac song. Uh, I kind see. of broke them. I think it is kind of uh, yeah. Fleetwood Mac influenced. Yeah. But um, anyway, some other ones that are on here. Right. Is there ever a fight between the characters where one of them's like, you know what? You can just go your own way. And then somebody else is in the background like, go your own way. That is, that is the implication. <laughs> We've got uh, Ann Patchett's <laughs> The Dutch House, which has been a bestseller for a long time on here. We've got mm. 
Lisa C, the Summer of 69. Yeah, Ellen Hildebrand made the list. A lot of big names on here. Um, mm-hmm. But Taylor Jenkins Reid and Daisy Jones and the Six took it, which I was pleased with. Yeah. I thought that was deserving. Best fantasy. Right, Kate, maybe you maybe you adult something fantasy. Here for us. There, there's one on here I've actually yeah. read. Cool. Okay. Uh, Kate, I'm what is it? Oh, which, what is which, it? Uh, the Patricia Briggs Stormcurse. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, I right. should have known. Yeah. I should have. Known. I'm a little surprised. Uh, Black Leopard, Red Wolf by Marlon James is here. Um, at like Le- low. Lower. Yeah, but that one had a lot of people talking about it, it and I had people like asking about it and returning yeah. it but also some people returning and be like that was too weird for me mm-hmm. so uh, I don't know Ten, uh, The 10,000 Doors of January by mm-hmm. Alex Haro my wife read and absolutely loved mm-hmm. it was one of her favorite books of the year so. well, she's a huge fan of doors yeah, doorways just door frames doors. loves doors in um, Age of Legend by Michael Sullivan I think that's book three of a series I actually plan to start so okay. book one is on my to read list um, I haven't read a Joe Abercrombie book since uh the heroes okay. and that wasn't super great dark dawn is so, book yeah. three of uh the jay christoph trilogy that was like never night um that was pretty popular okay i think uh, the blood and bone is the second one of the Nora roberts that we were just talking about yeah yeah you might be right sort of yeah things. that makes sense mm-hmm. um third place for best fantasy is george rr R. martin's fire and blood which that's is that gotta be book. that's gotta be a, yeah oh i know that name click mm-hmm. yeah I, was, I don't think anybody really liked but at the that. same time it's still only 33 yeah all um, right the Starless Sea by Erin Morgenstern. Fairly new. This is one that... Um, is she, in second she wrote, place. She wrote The Night Circus many, many years uh, ago. Yeah. And I loved that book. Mm-hmm. So I would like to read this, but I haven't. Uh, and number one, the winner is at 53,000 votes, The Ninth House by Leah Bardago. Now, I'm not really familiar with her work. I, I've Mainly read the, a young adult. I read yeah, the graphic novel of her Wonder Woman book. Right, Warbringer. That's as close as I've come to reading Leigh Bardugo. Have you read her any no, first time? No, I keep seeing her name pop up, and I feel yeah. like I should, but I mm. just haven't grabbed one of hers yet. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right, romance. Adult romance. I don't Any funny... And What's the funniest title? Does uh, that say Brazen and the Beast? Brazen and the Beast, that's pretty funny. That's fun. Beer Necessities. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I can tell you that The Unhoneymooners by Christina Lauren was one that was um, very popular here in this library in particular. Mm-hmm. It got a lot of good marks when it came out. Um, Things You Save in a Fire also had a lot of good buzz about it. That was mm-hmm. one that I had intended to read and my hold never came in mm-hmm. because it was so popular. Um, uh, so third place is The Unhoneymooners yeah. by Christina Lauren. Second place is Verity or yeah, Variety? Verity. Uh, Colleen Hoover. This is not one that I'm familiar with at all. Number one, Red, White, and Royal Blue yeah. by Casey McQuinch. I that's, actually think that's a young adult book. No, we have it here. It's in the collection. It's, oh. in, the, it's in the adult books. All right. Yep. This is about uh, the first son falls in love with the Prince of Wales. So yes. It's like American and yeah. European. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Wait, did you drive on the left side of the road? We can't. <laughs> it's forbidden. We mustn't. Yeah. Uh, Sci-fi. Science fiction. Mm-hmm. Let's see. All right, uh, Eric. Check Wendig. Did any of these Thrawn. any of these make their way to your heart? No, I didn't read any of these, nor have any of them made it to my... One Word Kill. We keep That's a young adult book for us. All right, well... Uh, James S.A. Corey's uh, latest Expanse book, number eight, yeah. made the list here. Neil Stevenson's on our list. Mm-hmm. Uh, Timothy Zahn's Thrawn Treason, which is the third in the Thrawn books. It's a new Thrawn trilogy. Yeah, you're right. I only read the first of that trilogy uh-huh. and was not really uh, yeah. on board for it. All right, well then... Uh, but, but if you are a fan of Timothy Zahn, oh. episode 156, the works of Timothy Zahn. Third place at 23,000 votes, Gideon the Ninth. 
second uh, by Tamsin Muir. Uh, Dark Age, Pierce Brown. This is what, like a third book in the series? This is book five of the Rome okay. Rising Saga, yeah. Uh, 35,000 votes. 41,000 votes for first place is Recursion by Blake Crouch. My wife also read this and uh, loved it. Oh. So, I don't know. I, well, she I, loves when things recursion. Yeah, she loves any <laughs> any form of recursion. Yeah. This is not, I've not, not read Blake Crouch. I watched the show Wayward Pines, which is based on his books. Oh, That's I didn't as know close that. as I've come to, uh, All right. to reading that. Horror. So. I don't have much to say in the way of horror. Oh. Outside of the winner is stupid and not a horror book. Yeah. So that should go in sci-fi. I was kind of horrified by how bad it was. Oh! Uh, number three is The Girl in Red by Christina Henry. Looks like a little Red Riding Hood kind of thing. Sure does. Stephen Chabowski. Why Why does that name He wrote for Perks her? of Being a Wallflower. That's yeah. it. All right. Imaginary Friend. Looks like it's the uh, d- dark side of being a wallflower. Yeah, so. uh, is at second place with 22,000. And then first place with 75,000 votes. Stephen King's The Institute. I refuse to believe that 75,000 people loved that book. And yeah, that's <laughs> definitely... It. Oh, it's Stephen King. And, yeah. But the book rating is at 4.23. It's insane. Are people it's pure the madness. worst? It's pure madness. Uh, if you'd like to hear more about Stephen King's The Institute, just go back uh, a few episodes. There's a five-star review here books. that just cannot get enough. Five-star... Okay, I gotta leave. I'm mad now. Yeah. Get me to humor. Laughter's the best medicine when people like Stephen King's worst crap. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, All right. Talk to us about humor. Uh, did you read Selena Meyer, A Woman First, no, First Woman? No, I love Veep, and I wanted to read that book, but I don't think it's in our system. You'll have to uh, get the audiobook. Yeah, I know. That's she, the she thing. Reads I, I, was really, right? I was really holding out for the audiobook because yeah. uh, I do. Kate, what's the funniest book you've ever read? I don't really do funny books. I don't know. Do you, you it's don't a read your book. Do you have a funny picture book you want to mention? (gasps) What the dinosaurs did at school. Kate loves to be put on the spot. I know, right? I'm going to think about it. All All right, right. yeah. Selena Meyer's the book here is is based on the character from Veep, of course. And uh, read read in character uh, as. Is this the book that she's on tour for in like season six? No, that's. Uh, uh, I can't remember what that one's called. um, All right, so number three at 13, or almost 14,000 votes, is Much Ado About Mean Girls, which is the uh, William Shakespeare version of Mean Girls. I met Ian Dosher at the. at the ALA yeah. conference. Yeah, that's where I got a copy and, of it. And uh, we had a really nice chat because he's uh, he also was writing a Back to the Future one at the same time. He didn't have any advanced copies of the Back to the Future one, which I really wanted. Damn but uh, we chatted about our, our, our uh, joint love of Back to the Future mm. and how he was a little nervous about adapting Mean Girls because <laughs> mm. <laughs> it was sort of outside of his regular thing. But uh, I got a copy of this and gave it to my niece. Number two is Chelsea Handler, Life Will Be the Death of Me. And number one is Ali Wong, Dear Girls. So, there you go. That's humor. I, I also want to mention uh, Effin' Birds by Aaron Reynolds. Has anybody heard of this? I know. I just he saw has it. A, it's, he has a hilarious Twitter feed. He has a he has a Star Trek one where he takes, like, Star Trek gifts and basically makes the characters swear in oh. frustration. And it's uh, very juvenile, and I would never, ever laugh at such a, <laughs> such a lowbrow form of humor. Yeah, I came up with a funny book, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh... Oh, you did? You did? Upper, no, what was it? Yeah, Uppercase, Trouble in Capital City. It's a I new one we got. It Is was, it a picture book? It was punny. Oh. Yeah. And I laughed the whole way through. The kids were looking right. at me like I was crazy. Sorry, I came up with one. <laughs> uh, all right. Where, where are we now? Nonfiction. That's nonfiction. That's nonfiction. I have uh, no dinosaur list. books this year. No. Oh, maybe that's in science. Could be. Yeah. I do. Uh, Ronan Farrow's book, Catch and Kill, is on this, and that feels like a really a great uh 
piece of journalism there, and I, I would mm. like to read that, but I, I haven't, and uh, that's that's going to be a rough read, definitely. Okay. Um, Mark Manson has a book on here. Everything is effed. That's two. That's two f's in this episode. Oh boy. But I read I read one of his other books that was in the same series and enjoyed it. Okay. So, but I haven't read that one. Um, so let's look at the top here. What do we got? Uh, the top three. So third place is Maybe You Should Talk to Someone by Lori Gottlieb? Anyway. Uh, Stay Sexy and Don't Get Murdered by Karen Klingeriff and Georgia Hardstark is at numbers two. And the winner is Rachel Hollis's Girl Stop Apologizing. Mm. Girl Wash Your Face was her, her book before this, so we couldn't keep uh, that on the shelves. No. It was like yeah. impossible. Yeah, very pop. So. Very pops. Very pops. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Thanks. Uh, number best memoir and autobiography. Uh, any dinosaur books here? You think there's no. a dinosaur memoir? Biography, yeah. Isn't that what Raptor Red is? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Julie Andrews is at number three with Homework. Oh. Uh, memoir about my Hollywood years. That's probably smart. Yeah. Uh, number two is Chanel Miller, Know My Name, and number one is Over the Top: A Raw Journey to Self Love by Jonathan Van Ness. All right. I haven't read any memoirs. We this have year. the uh, we have Me know, by Elton John, which is lower on the list, but that mm-hmm. was that was a little popular here. I can't and wait uh, to read Demi my Moore's memoir. book, also uh, Inside Out, just wearing a turtleneck and a black and white photo. One that had a decent amount of requests on it. Question: Should I start wearing more turtlenecks? You know what? I'm gonna buy a bunch. I'm just gonna go right into it. I'm just gonna change my life to be a turtleneck-centered lifestyle. Okay. All right. Best history and biography. The anarchy, madam. All right. Uh, of the Pioneers, it's got a lot of things. Pioneers is a David McCullough book, and that's uh, that's an interesting one because it's I've I've read several David McCulloughs and enjoy them, but there's always there's always a bit of a slog. You know, mm. there's always like, oh, this is the boring part. Cool. Right. Like I read his, one of his Teddy Roosevelt books, and there was an entire chapter about Teddy Roosevelt's asthma, and it just wouldn't quit. Mm. It wouldn't quit. Yeah. How much do you really say about that? Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot, a full yeah. chapter's worth. But this is about the pioneers, and mm-hmm. it's written in a little bit more of a. It's written. It has more of the feel of a novel in some ways. Mm-hmm. I could not get into this book. Mm-hmm. I read, you know, maybe 150 pages or so, and was just like, I. Uh, so mm. got nothing to add. Uh, number three then is "Say Nothing: A True Story of Murder and Memory in Northern Ireland." Number two is "Midnight in Chernobyl" by Adam. Higginbotham, so I imagine that was very popular due to the miniseries yeah. Chernobyl. Chernobyl, I find, is such a fascinating topic. I haven't read this book, but I'm fascinated by the topic. Hmm. You just stared at me blankly. Well, I, was, so I thought long. there was going to be more with you being no, like, no, no, I'm fascinated by this part of it. Just adding uh, some uh, color commentary. Uh, the Five is at number one with The Lives of Jack the Ripper's Women mm. by Haley Rubenhold. Sounds interesting. It does. I don't recommend being one of Jack the Ripper's women. Nope. <laughs> That's the takeaway from that book. All right. Let's look into Best science and technology. All right. Any, uh... yeah, dinosaur books. Uh-huh. None. But we do have Mama's Last Hug, which looks like the saddest animal book in the world. So sad. It's just a chimpanzee. Uh, animal emotions and what they tell us about ourselves by Franz oh, DeWall. Mama's Last Hug. Jeez Louise. There's enough in life to make me sad. I don't feel that I need that. No. Um, All right. Let's look at our top three. The, the Body by Bill Bryson. A Guide for Occupants. <laughs> Invisible Women, Data Bias and the World Designed for Men at number two with 28,000 votes. And, oh, this is a slim one. Uh, the, there's only about 1,000 different here. Not even. 
Uh, will my cat eat my eyeballs? <laughs> Yikes. Big questions from Tiny Mortals About Death That's by Caitlin Doughty. Yeah. Caitlin. What? Caitlin. Oh, yeah. You I said, you talking to Caitlin. You said Catlin. You said oh, I sure did. Doughty. Hey, I'm going to skip food and cookbooks. Well, let's just say the winner. All right. Go ahead. Well, I, mine's not loaded yet. Well? I didn't know you were going to jump on it. The winner is... Antony in the kitchen with 25,000 votes. Finally, I know what cookbook to buy this year. Yeah, you do. All right. Uh, best graphic novels and comics. What have you read on this list? Uh, I've read the first volume of Monstrous, so I haven't read volume four. Okay. I haven't read uh, The Adventure Zone Murder on the Rock. I don't think you Limited heard the question I asked. Because, but I've read volume one, but I'm not caught up. With the Rockport Limited part of the podcast, because okay. this is a podcast thing. You read Under the Moon, the Catwoman tale. Oh, that was Both terrible. Oh. Did you read this? Oh, you didn't. Okay, no. this is... It was real bad, though, huh? I've trashed this book so many times, I feel okay. bad, because I, I met Lauren Miracle. She was so pleasant. She was so nice. Davis Cat ears. I wish her all the success, but mm-hmm. this book is terrible. Nice, yeah. huh? It's just... It's just... I said this back, back when we first reviewed it, but it's like... She was not aware that that the character of Bruce Wayne is actually Batman, (laughs) and it doesn't seem like she has any concept of what Catwoman is. I just Mm. found it to be dark and unpleasant, and like it completely misses every character. Mm. That's too bad. So I would put that very low. Okay. I really liked Cammy Garcia's uh, Teen Titans book, Raven. I I thought that one too. Did you like that? Yeah, I liked that one. I thought that was really good. I liked that quite a bit. I read Paper Girls Volume 5, which I thought was good, if not a little wordy, for yeah. a final volume. Yeah. I read Umbrella Academy Volume 3, which I thought was garbage. I've not read any of the Umbrella Academy, but I also met Gerard Way. So what are you going to do? Stop. This thing's picking I'll up. I'll touch whatever I want to touch. <laughs> I'm touching the microphone Oh, right boy. Now. Number three is The Handmaid's Tale, the graphic novel. Uh, number two is Heartstopper by Alice uh, Osman. And number one is Pumpkinheads by Rainbow Rowell. A uh, book I haven't really he- heard much uh, in no. the way of like people excited and about. That's, it. A, that's a slim margin. You've got yeah. Rainbow Rowell there, and then I imagine that's name recognition. You know, I got a I got an arc of this that was just the first chapter, and I thought it was so boring. There yeah. was no, I would like Rainbow Rowell. I've read a lot of her books, um, but this one, I, for whatever reason, I just could not get into it. So mm. even after we got it, I never picked it up. Didn't we do a Rainbow Rowell spotlight like mm-hmm. forever ago? That was like our first all the books nights. Was it? I can't find yeah. it. I can't find what episode that is. Maybe it's can't not help called. You. I want to. Maybe okay. it's not called Rainbow. I want to help you. We're gonna find it. The okay. best. The number one for best poetry is "Shout" by Laurie Hulse Anderson. Uh, I have no things to talk about with poetry. We should have been Malik pop up here and yeah. tell us about these poetry yeah. books. Yeah. Word by word, the votes come in. Uh, that's it. That's my poem. Mm-hmm. That was it. Uh, what is this? So, Shout this... is by the author of the novel Speak, which is pretty, that's a popular book. You know, yeah, speak, that's a speak. pretty intense young adult yeah, book. Yeah. Uh, best debut novel is also Red, White, and Royal Blue by oh, Casey McQuistion. A double winner. Uh-huh. What else do we have in the list here? I think I read a couple of these. Uh, well, a lot of the okay. stuff has already been. Yeah, A Woman like, is No Man, I read. Yeah. Yeah. Young adult fiction time. Here we go. Here we go. Are you guys going to, are you guys going to nail these? Are you going to have them all? Let's see. Okay. Are we going to have them all? That we've got. Uh, number three is With the Fire on High by Elizabeth uh, Acevedo, mm-hmm. who wrote The Poet X. Poet X, which I've read, yep. Uh, third place is On the Come Up by Angie Thomas. Second place. Second place. I meant second place. Uh, and number one, I didn't realize this was this year, because that movie happened real fast then, mm-hmm. five feet apart. By uh, I didn't Rachel Lippincott. 
We have uh, a couple copies of that. Yeah, that's the whole. They can't be five I, feet. I haven't read that one, and I have, but I, yeah, I mean, I haven't read. We have these books. I I haven't read many of them. Capturing I, the Devil. I enjoyed here. Elizabeth Acevedo's um, Poet X. I didn't yeah. love it. I didn't. It's hard not to compare it to the Kwame Alexander stuff. It's a very similar like the yeah. format. It's a similar yeah, the format. Um, I didn't like it as much as okay. I liked, you know, crossover rebound. But young adult fantasy and science fiction. Here we go. Uh, Kate, anything? Um, I'm reading Rebel uh-huh. by Lu right now. Mm-hmm. I loved Sorcery of Thorns. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's her second book, but that one was really good. Mm-hmm. And uh, The Wicked King is on my to be read list. Okay. Well, number three is Queen of Air and Darkness by Cassandra Clare. Just take her off these lists. It's not teens reading these books anymore, okay? <laughs> it's adults. She was on the adult list as well. Yeah, well, no more. I'm okay. sick of getting these books. I yeah, love the look of... Yeah. yeah I love the look of Supernova by uh, Yeah, that's, the, that's book two. Cool. Three. Of book three. Book three? Oh. Yeah, I'm running uh, Number two is Rainbow Rao's Wayward Son. I don't know how. That's the sequel to... Uh, Carry On? Yeah. I thought nobody liked Carry On. I don't know. Did you read Carry On? No. That, that's the fantasy book that fangirl... That's her, that's her oh. like, Harry yeah. Potter ripoff. Yeah. <laughs> Harry Potter twice. Yeah. That's the sequel. Number book. one is The Wicked King by Holly Black. This is book two of the Folk in, of the Air mm. series. So You know what? Yeah. I have a confession to make. I like the Spiderwick Chronicles. I've read all of those. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I have a confession yeah, to make. Written by Holly Black. I keep getting Holly Black books for the library. I cannot pay people. I cannot hide money in the Holly Black books and get them to check out here. I check them out. Oh, well, you've been making an extra $5 off of those checkouts. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. All right, middle grade fiction. Uh, middle grade and children. So fiction. wait, are you going to read The Wicked King then, Kate? Yes. Oh. Is that part of a series, or is it just a yeah, i got to get a 10 out of that book two. real quick. <laughs> the Folk of the Air, number yeah. two. Yeah, the okay. first one is The Cruel Prince. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I read that one. Yeah. All right. Um, what's here on the best fiction? Anything Mark interesting? Are you looking at middle grade now? Yeah. Middle grade and children's fiction? Oh, that's weird. New Kid. Well, and Guts. Those are graphics. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm with you now. All right, I, I recognize that, Kate, you mentioned... Remarkable Journey of Coyote yes. Sunrise. Yeah. I have seen this book, book many four. times. Yeah. Yes, I know what you mean. Well, third place is Guts by Renee Telgemeier, which has not been as popular. Reina Telgemeier. Reina Telgemeier. As I, it has not been as popular as I had hoped for one of her new graphics, mm-hmm. uh, at least here. Victoria Schwab's uh, Tunnel of Bones. Is that one we have? Yeah, or the first one. I can even get the second one, I guess. I... The that Trials is... of Apollo, which is... Oh, The Tyrant's Tomb, which is book four of The Trials of Apollo by Rick Riordan. Is it number one? Is that... I Children, have, children's is always so boring, because it's like always Riordan just Rick Riordan. Yeah. 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 So... I wanted to read, I, I at that same conference, mm-hmm. um, Meg Wolitzer was there, and I just read The Female Persuasion, and she her book on here, The Night Owl from Dogfish. Mm. Two Night Owl from Dogfish looked really good to me, and I never read that. And I've never read any of Chris Colfer's books. Have you read any of those, Kate? Tale of mm-hmm. Magic is, is on the list here. Mm-hmm. All right, here you guys go. Best picture books. I'll step out for a while. You guys can talk about uh, what you've been reading to your kids. Have, Kate and I have already had our uh, off mic beef about the, the yeah, winner here. Yeah. We both we both have a beef with the winner of this. So let's just start with saying what the winner is because I don't think this is the winner. So we'll disregard. But um, what actually won here with twenty nine thousand votes is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. The poetry of Mister Rogers. Mm-hmm. So. 
First of all, I love Mr. Rogers. Sure. I love the, the songs and the poetry. Yeah. This is objectively not a picture book. Nope. It doesn't belong in this category. No, it does not. It's like it 80 is, pages long. Yeah, I, longer it's than not, that. It's, that's a big one. It is a collection, so technically it should be nonfiction. It's a nonfiction poetry book. Yeah. yeah I would never put this with... Oh, I thought he was holding the Infinity Gauntlet, but it's Daniel Tiger. Yeah, it's Daniel, Daniel oh, Tiger Sr. Without my glasses. <laughs> so yeah, what this is, it's I mean it's a nice illustrated book. It, the illustrations are nice. Each page has a different uh, you know, song from Mr. Rogers on it. Um I don't It's not a picture book. No. Picture book is a a, a story. Right. A full yeah. story. So put put this in poetry collection and then my, maybe we'll talk. My wife read Mo Williams uh because to her class. Um which kind of talks about because this person did this yeah. thing, this music happened, this band happened, this person, mm-hmm. and she said her kids were like enthralled and just very excited for every page to turn and see what was coming next. So I know you didn't like that, Nick. No, I didn't but particularly. The enjoy that uh, the kids in her Will class, yeah, yeah, Mo Williams is annoying, but <laughs> but this book seemed to have. Uh, <laughs> Kate and I are trying to be diplomatic, and you're like, yeah, he's a chump. He's <laughs> <laughs> just so everything's in bold caps locks on Mo Williams, Mo. I know we have the proudest blue. I liked that one. Oh, I haven't read that one. Um, Why don't you guys talk about what you have read then? Okay. How to read a, to read a book by Kwame Alexander. I loved that. Yeah, that was that my one favorite. Was really good. The undefeated by Kwame Alexander was on. There. I haven't it's read the undefeated, but how to read a book is all. I mean, it's it's more illustration than story. The yes. illustrations are, or the the narration of the story is kind of hidden within the. Um, what, what would you call that art style? I mean, it's. It's kind almost of, like a collage. Yeah, that's it. Of? Yeah, that's what yeah. I would say. But I really like that. My son loved it. He wanted to read that all the time. The Good Egg is at number three. I really, I liked that one. I liked it better than The Bad Seed. Jory John. Okay. Uh, And number two was Lupita Nyong'o's, the actress? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Solway. Yeah. Which I thought that was really nice, too. That's, that's, um, that becomes, I mean, it sort of starts as a story about uh, where this little girl came from, and then it, then it morphs into more of like a magical journey. Uh, about about it and it's illustrated really beautifully the story's great the cover looks gorgeous that's not one that I've I've come across but mm-hmm. it is on my list to order now what is this uh, tiger like me is it good that's the one that we can't get only yeah. one person in the system has it and we can't get it it's on my list now too so yeah. we will have it soon look at this little boy dressed up as a I tiger really, I really like, like Just Because too by uh was it Mac Barnett is that it oh is yeah best? will you hover over yeah I'll hover over it thank you Mac Barnett why'd yeah, I have to hover Barnett. yes <laughs> This this was my son's absolute favorite. That was the he one I laughed voted hysterically for at this. One. It was mm-hmm. so good. Yeah. And we have hair love too. Yeah. That one's right. that one was number four. So I thought this was a pretty good crop overall. Oh, uh, you do. Too. Oh, the picture yeah. looks. Except for Mr. Rogers. Yeah, that yeah. That, 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 get out of town, just, Mr. Rogers. If we just dismiss that. What have you done for us lately? I thought um a right. Pirate, that's that's these two. Oh, <laughs> Pirates don't go to kindergarten was a lot of fun. It's about a kid who's having trouble like making the transition from preschool to kindergarten, mm. uh, which I can definitely relate to. So it was uh, that book was kind of cathartic and, and a helpful book. And I hadn't read others like that, so it was kind of nice to see that. Um, a Piglet Named Mercy was also by Kate DiCamillo, was also uh, yes. pretty popular with my Kate son. Kate so. she's spot on. Yeah. I always like yeah. her, so. All right. There we go. Good yeah, so Choice Awards 2019. I did like the picture book crop, but I think much like last year, I wasn't a huge fan of this uh, selection overall. Yeah. Um, the winning, winning book that I was most pleased with was uh, Daisy Jones and the Six. I thought that was very deserving. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of over the Testament. I just don't. The, the, yeah. the Margaret Atwood book. I'm yeah. I'm I'm not really 
interested in anything that's won outside of the Daisy Jones book. Um, what did you think about the Young Adult book winners, though? I don't know. We're, we're so rural and different uh-huh. when it comes to the crowd. Uh, I didn't really... I mean, Five Feet Apart, yeah, that was very popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, is it uh, most read or most liked? Yeah. Uh, yeah, with the... I was... I think I'm really disappointed by the sci-fi uh, and fantasy YA one. It, it seems like a lot of sequels and... Like, I don't care about Cassandra Clare's stuff, and neither do uh, most of our teens here. Mm-hmm. There's I, a lot I of really, that with these awards, so it's always yeah. whatever the newest sequel yeah. is, yeah. the next book in a series, it's always way up on yeah. so. I'm really, I mean, sticking with the, the YA fantasy, I'm really surprised to see Wayward Son, because I had always got the impression that Carry On was not a popular Rainbow yeah. book. So. I don't know. I think people would rather more books like uh, Eleanor and Park and yeah. Fangirl yeah. rather than more of this... And that looks very fiction. 80s to me. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Ah. They're huge, too. I don't really know the market. Because, like, you have to read Fangirl to really get the joke. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I don't know. That's too bad. Not, not for me, anyway. I, I always intended to read it because I've read all of her other novels except yeah. for Carry On, and now there's a sequel. But yeah. but the, the Simon Snow parts of Fangirl were my least favorite parts of that book. So have you read that one, Kate? Mm-hmm. They're yeah. not fun. All right. <laughs> All right, well, that's it. That's a good reason choice of uh, awards 2019. Hope yep. you voted. It's important. We have. Uh, we founding have, Fathers died so that we could yeah, vote for the Good Reason Choice different. Award. And uh, we have many, if not all, of the winners in this. And any that you see in here that we don't have that you want, just let us know and we will certainly get them for you, either through one of the other libraries in our system or out into the big No like promises. Um, but let's talk some library news. It's the end promise. of the year. We've got, uh, we've got the Nutcracker coming up. That's going to be down in the auditorium. Why are you getting so quiet and thoughtful? You just turned into Mr. Rogers there. <laughs> Friday the 13th. <gasps> and yeah, that's o'clock. when Black Christmas comes out, too. And then the Saturday the 14th Christmas. and Sunday the 15th at 2 o'clock. And then we're doing a, a trimetry party with the friends on yes. Saturday at 12.30. Kate's going to read a book if I remember to bring it back. <laughs> and then we're doing, I'll read we're, one anyway. We're doing I'll crafts and things, right? I believe crafts. the friends have some ornaments that the yeah. kids can decorate. They'll have some cookies. Ooh. We're hoping that maybe a couple of the dancers could spare a few minutes yeah, to yeah. pop up and visit with the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Nick said, I'll be reading a story, so we'll have a little bit of something going on the whole time. Our Christmas book club is reading The Twelve Clues of Christmas by Reese Bowen. That's on the 17th Woo. at 3.30, so you can join us for that. Uh, and then we're just kind of winding down. We've got our annual showing of uh, Muppets Letters to Santa. We're showing what Toy Story 4. Yep. We've got uh, Rudolph and Frosty's New Year. What is it? Shiny, Rudolph's Shiny New Year. Rudolph's yeah, Shiny that's New what it's yes. called. So you can always find those at davidahowlibrary.org or on Facebook at David A. Howe Public Library. Woo! And next week we're going to be talking to sci-fi legend Alan Dean Foster. The week after that, we're going to be doing our uh, Christmas, Christmas book, club. book Club where we read a cozy Christmas book. I already did. I know. Me too. Bo's, Bo's reading one that's about a ghost hunter spending Christmas with her mother-in-law. What so I'm pretty excited to hear <laughs> to hear about that book. So join us. Sounds Meanwhile, you're giving me books about how a person needs to make the best Christmas soup of the season. You can read whatever you want. <laughs> I'm just trying to help you. I just need to find the perfect Christmas carrots to put in this Christmas soup. Eric was hurt by this last year. He read what, a Joanne Fluke book. Yeah. Gee, I don't even remember what it was. Gingerbread Hell. Yeah, he really... <laughs> Really hated it. I love really the way you it. make cookies, Mom. Thank yeah. you. I used eggs. Oh! 
You want to talk about it for wow. 20 minutes? Wow. Yes. Wow. Scathing indictment of. Was this where the uh, Christmas pony books came in? This too? Is, yeah, this is yeah, right. He's reading yeah, this year I, I gave Nick the. I was like, just give me a book about a horse that needs a home for Christmas. Yep, and I did it. And then you <laughs> yell at me about it. So. All right, oh, that's going to do it. That's going to do it. You can't catch a break. <laughs> and I can't. <laughs> You're having a Christmas book club with two of your friends. That's true. Poor Nick. <laughs> that's true. That's true. All right, it's going to do it for this week on the All the Books Show. Kate, thanks for joining us against hey. your will. <laughs> and uh, we'll be here next week with Alan Dean Foster. We'll see you then. Thank you.